This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Turn up the radio and sing along. It's time for another great song. This is the Great Song Podcast. Seasons greetings. Welcome once again to another episode of the Great Song Podcast. I'm Rob Alley. I am J.P. Mosier. And we're here talking about the greatest songs in modern music history. We're going to tell you what makes them great, why we think they're awesome, and why you think we should. You also <laughs> could too, maybe. All right? JP, how you doing today, man? Fantastic, Rob. I'm doing awesome. I'm about to hadouken at you this morning <laughs> with a little hack, 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 blue chuck. Actually, I was thinking as I was coming in, I'm probably more of a dalsum because of my long arms. Oh, I'm a really white dalsum. Definitely true. So I'm going to yoga fire and yoga flame this up. <laughs> What would you think you're more of? An oh, E-Honda? E-Honda? You're E-Honda with your fast hands? <laughs> my thousand your hands. Fast, <laughs> fast hands. They call me E-Honda because of, yes, because of my fast Rapid hands. Rapid hands. Absolutely. Now, and best hand fighting game or best one on, is it, are you more of a Mortal Kombat guy? Are you a Street I, Fighter guy? Man, okay, I was. Don't uh, say Killer Instinct. I, no, gosh, no. <laughs> um, I had, I, mm, I don't know. I had the first couple Mortal Kombat's. And I definitely had, I played the heck out of Street Fighter 2. Street Fighter 2, that was Ultra oh. Tournament Edition, oh, whatever yeah, it was. yeah, that was the Tournament Edition, yeah. Yeah, so pro- yeah. I'm going to say that's probably my prime with Street Fighter. I was probably Guile more than anybody, because I really liked Sonic Boom. Yeah, yeah. Sonic Boom. Sonic Boom, yeah. Uh, the, I listened a lot to the Street Fighter movie soundtrack. Yeah, d- is that a... No, I'm thinking of the Mortal Kombat soundtrack. Oh, I also had that, With yes. the Johnny Cage, but, not afraid to die. Yeah, but it's kind of so Yeah, it's awful. It was mostly Mortal the same, Kombat. whatever. But the Street Fighter 2 soundtrack, if you've never heard it, give it a listen. It's got Ice Cube. Okay. Uh, it's got a, it, I kid you not, it's got an MC Hammer slash Deion Sanders track on there. No way! Called Straight to My Feet, uh, <laughs> Hammer and Deion Sanders. Prime time. And let me tell you, I don't know who the fastest rapper in the world is, but I know it's not Deion he's Sanders. The, he's the slowest. <laughs> His rap. Uh, you know what? This song might be available for us to listen Let's to. Let's see if we can Let find it. Let me listen and play you Deion Sanders' verse on Straight to My Feet if Pro- I can find it. <laughs> All right. So this is as mid-90s as it gets. I wish you could see the video. It's literally it's clips of Jean-Claude Van Damme dancing in a club with a cigar in his mouth. Here's Deion. Did you come inside? Just like too <laughs> So there you go. You have now heard Deion Sanders' verse on Straight to My Feet. Which this is- video I have never seen. It's amazing. It's literally like they're trying to film a rap video and Street Fighter breaks out in the middle of the club. And all the Street Fighter characters are in there, like Jean-Claude Van Damme is in there dressed as Guile with a cigar in his mouth dancing. And um, wow, it's really bad. Anyway, <laughs> but Dion's like, you know, you got like, right? Like Bones, Bone Thugs and Bone Harmony Thugs at the time was like, they're heads. like, you know, out there going as fast as they possibly can. Dion's like, doop, 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 doop. Doop, doop. And his best like, rhyme of all was his own name, the prime time. That's right, always, that's, that's, always, always, always. But we're not talking about Deion Sanders today. Oh, but I was about to go further into the sidebar, man. Oh, I was man. about to go. I was about to go. Who's the better rapping athlete, Shaq or Deion Sanders? We'll save that for another we'll time. For it's another. Shaq by a long shot. Do you, it doesn't do even you matter. visualize Deion Sanders as a Falcon, a Cowboy, or a Brave? A Brave. Really? I yeah. go. I think him as a Falcon. No, when I think brave, of Deion Sanders. Brave for me. You guys out there, tell us what you think. Is Deion Sanders a Cowboy, a Falcon, or a Brave? Or a Yankee with a Jerry curl? Oh, there you go. I mean, that's yeah, early Deion. Or a Cincinnati Red. Or a Seminole. Uh, true. Oh yeah. yeah. Mm. Or All a right. Seminole. My goodness. Yeah. Who's, anyway, who's your Deion? Anyway, what song are we? Barracuda. That's Dion on Super Duper Fast Forward. Yes, Barracuda by Heart is the song that we're here to talk about today. Of course, you know if you're going with a Street Fighter intro that you're about to get into Barracuda by Heart. Sure. Uh, it's so obvious. What a setup. Um, so why don't we now 
take a little dig into the song that we're talking about today. Here it is, Barracuda by Heart. such a great uh there's this song is immediate in your face yes rock and roll like yes. this is just straightforward rock and roll heart is a not exactly a straightforward rock and roll band we'll talk a little bit go. do you think they're metal do you call heart metal no I absolutely heard a, not. a lot of people calling them metal i do not i'll give it hard rock yes i'll give you that uh especially for the for the time period uh you know in which their earlier like 70s early 80s sure. run Hard rock, definitely. 80s heart, nowhere near. No, no, no. Hard rock or metal. No, either. 80s heart is, a, is kind of a whole other category. Huh. Um, but the um, the original, like, 70s run is pretty hard rock. And it, and it, but the other thing they have about heart, and I'm just going to go ahead and jump pose in, pose this question here. The, so, heart, early heart basically had sort of two sides to the coin. There were songs like Barracuda, uh, Magic, Magic Man. Man. Um, you know, some of the, these edgier, like hard rock songs. And then there were songs like, if you look, if you look up who played what, and we'll get into this on meet the band, but you'll see a lot of like, Oh, they played mandolin and the flute and the whatever. Yeah. Right. Like, and there's a bunch of these, like, I don't really know another way to call it except to say they're like Renaissance fair kind of songs. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I get- there's a song, there's a song on this album about an archer and it's, you know, it's just sort of Robin hood. Robin hood. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Thinking, yeah. Like, and even the, the album cover, which we may talk about here in just a minute, uh, is that's sort of the other side to this. It's this sort of very soft, thoughtful tales, you know, from, from the bard, like, you know, that kind of thing, which in combination to just, I'm going to go back one second on, on the combination of that. And listening to the drum groove on Barracuda made me come to an important realization. I'm going to hit you with it. Okay, roll. Take a to the drums. Now I want you to think of the Immigrant Song by Led Zeppelin. Okay? When I came to the realization in studying for this song that Heart is the female Led Zeppelin. Nancy Wilson is Jimmy Page. Yes, <laughs> I mean, not it's not like a hundred percent apples to Similar. apples to apples, but it's not far. Led Zeppelin also had they they're marked by the big bombastic rock tunes, and then also they had this Stairway. kind of yeah. like thoughtful, like oh, I'm gonna do these cool, you know, whatever multimeter, you know, tales of. You know, I mean, there were songs about the Hobbit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so that's a great comparison. And it's I've never thought of that. The rock is as rock as rock can be. Sure. And the other stuff is as Renaissance fair as Renaissance fair can be. That's great. They could mm. both put on their weird outfits and go to a Renaissance yeah, fair. Yeah, totally, and, then, and be completely comfortable. Yeah. Like you know, to, and and then okay, it clicked. I never quite understood. It was awesome, but I've seen the video for a few years of Hart doing Stairway to Heaven at the Led Zeppelin tribute okay. at the I don't know if it was the president's honors whatever Kennedy Center honors or uh-huh. whatever it was but they had heart do uh stairway to heaven and it was incredible it was amazing and uh and I think that might even be the one where like uh Paige and Plant were in the audience and one of them was like kind of tearing up like it was oh, that wow. good like uh but they killed it and it makes total sense when I think I just put all these pieces together and realize heart is Led Zeppelin. Okay. Like, I'm not even going to qualify a heart. It's like the female Led Zeppelin. Cause that makes it sound kind of less than to me, for me, I put them on even footing. Okay. Now I know 
There's there, people out there that are gonna oh chastise gosh, you yeah, for that. Forget it. But for for my like, I, I I listen to Heart probably more than I listen to Led Zeppelin. I like Heart better than Led Zeppelin. Yeah. So, so you can chastise Rob and me yeah, on that one. No, <laughs> definitely Led Zeppelin broke some musical ground that paved the sure. way for Heart. But I'm saying as far as what they do, you can kind of interchange them. Okay. Maybe the lead guitarist is not Jimmy Page, but who is? You know what I'm saying? But she's but an in, icon and standalone. Like yes. she's and. Like, and um, and just for the for the heart of what they do, the, the spirit of Led Zeppelin abides also in heart. Okay. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. Interesting kickstart to that. Yes. So, Barracuda. Barracuda. Here we go. By heart. Heart is the band. The album is Little Queen, released in 1977, recorded at K. Smith Studios in Seattle, Washington, from February to April 1977. You know K. Smith? I don't know. Yeah. K. K. Smith, I don't know. Um, the main members of Heart that you would know, there have been various sort of iterations over the years, but the main uh, members that you would know would be Ann Dustin Wilson on lead vocals and flute, and Nancy, I'm going to murder this, Nancy Lamoureux yeah, Wilson. That's good. That's good. Anne and Nancy, the Wilson sisters, no relation to Brian of the Beach Boys or Gretchen of country music. <laughs> Great. Redneck woman. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not that I know of. I don't They're know not, they could be. I mean, Gretchen Wilson comes up when you search heart on iTunes. Really? But there's no, surely there's no relation, right? We would have heard that by now. Sure. She would have had a leg up because of that. Um, but uh, yeah, I think mostly she just had a leg up because she was kind of slutty. Um, that was really good. Uh, was it? Yeah. Ooh, yeah. oh, it was better than I realized. Yeah. It sunk in after yeah, you said that. That was pretty. Eee, that was pretty maybe a little too good. Yeah. Yikes. Sorry. Sorry. Okay, for so uh, that was unintentional. Okay. And Dustin Wilson on lead vocals and flute. How about that? Um, I don't know any other females with the name Dustin. I've never heard it in my life. Yeah, that's a that's uh, a like, Ann George Wilson. Yeah, you know I know. what I mean? It's a, it's a very traditionally male name. Absolutely. It was like, I don't... I'm, All you female Dustins that are listening out there, <laughs> send us a message. Yeah. I'm, I'm no guessing, offense. I'm guessing in 2018, there are more female Dustins than there were in, in the, 70s. the 70s, 60s, and 70s. You think her parents were like, crap, it's a girl. We really wanted to use Dustin. Definitely. Like, but, we really wanted to name you after your granddad. Yeah. And, but, so we just did. It, 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 there wasn't even a but. It was like, you know, but we went with Ethel. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, here's a baseball glove, Dustin. <laughs> Here you go. Happy first birthday. Here's a baseball glove and a guitar. Right. right. Choose your choose your route. Yeah. So the Wilson sisters, Anne and Nancy. Uh, there are other members uh, over time, and we'll we'll get into those when we meet the band here in just a minute. Um, but man, I just want to start off by saying that Anne Wilson is for me far and away the greatest female rock voice of all time. She is definitely. A contender. I don't. I don't see one. I, I, you, you could. You could maybe go Janis Joplin, or the, you know, there's. Some, now, are you saying like that fronts a band, or are you saying like solo I, artists? I just maybe rock vocalist. If you think rock female vocalists, I think she's at the top of the pile. She for me is among the top few rock vocals. Period, male okay. or female. Like, All right. I think her voice is just. Blah, all power. Blah, meaning good. Yeah, like, oh, yes, the good kind of blah. You know, like where you blah your pants. (laughs) (laughs) Just so good. So good, you got to carry around an extra pair of trousers. You know what I'm saying? And Um, and trousers would be the uh, traditional wear because they are Renaissance. Yeah, Renaissance fair. Absolutely. You got to. (laughs) Trousers. I blah my Renaissance trousers, and now I got to go change into my. My rock uh, Okay, do we want to go ahead and do other female, strong female lead vocalists of bands? Do we want to jump into? Or? Let's talk. Let's talk about the song a little bit, and okay, then let's and go. Then we'll let's go back to that because okay. I do want to give the people a little bit of what they came for before we just have all our fun. Good point. Because um, people don't come here for fun. No, Psh, no, they come here for facts, education, education. <laughs> just knowledge is power. Knowledge is power, and the people come here to be empowered. That's right. You are being empowered to know more about classic rock right now so here we go so here we go 1977 the album is little queen um and little queen was technically the third album released from heart but not exactly uh the group intended their album magazine to be the official follow-up album to uh their debut album dreamboat annie 
However, this is from Wikipedia, by the way. I'm going to read a little bit from Wikipedia extensively. Uh, However, a contract dispute with their label Mushroom Records resulted in the group signing with the newly formed Portrait Records, a division of CBS, now Sony slash BMG. The Mushroom Records contract called for two albums. So they signed a two-album deal with Mushroom Records, and the label took the position that they were owed a second one. By the way, they were. It was ruled in court that they were owed a second one. Um, so, but, but, uh, Hart didn't like the way Mushroom was doing them. Uh, and we'll get into a little bit. That's actually kind of springboards into how this song came about. Um, and so they left and they signed with, uh, Portrait Records, but Mushroom says, Hey, we're still owed a second album from you. And so basically what they end up doing is they take a bunch of B sides and unfinished stuff and make a second album and just go ahead and release it. Um, after, uh, after, uh, little, little queen, queen has, has already come out and they're like, Oh yeah, well we got this one too. And so what ends up happening is actually they come out very close in time to each other. Uh, and all three albums charted, charted. at the same time yeah, simultaneously. Cool. Um, so, um, and, and then later the court said that the mushroom, uh, studios, people mushroom records, had to let Hart come back into the studio, re-record, edit, remix, and resequence the magazine recordings in a kind of marathon session over four days, uh, and a court-ordered guard stood nearby to prevent the master tapes from being erased. Uh, so, Little Queen was released May fourteenth, nineteen seventy-seven, and magazine was re-released April twenty-second, nineteen seventy-eight. Uh, Little Queen outsold magazine handily, eventually achieving um, triple platinum status. But, uh, again, the almost contemporary release of them gave the band the distinction of having all three of their albums on the charts at the same time. So that was very cool. Dreamboat uh, Annie was pretty good, too. It had Magic Man and Crazy on You, and it was their, their first breakout. So good. I mean, like— It's the cover. Like, if you look at—if you look apart—it's the main, most popular heart cover where they're all back-to-back. And, yeah. And you know, that's the, that's yeah, yeah, the yeah. one that, when you look it up, that they know. And so here's where Barracuda kind of ties in. Uh, after the first album became a million seller, after Dreamboat Annie uh, went platinum, Mushroom Records took out a full-page ad in Rolling Stone magazine uh, touting the band's success, using the headline, A Million to One Shot Sells a Million. The ad looked like a front page of a tabloid newspaper. You've seen this in, you know, it looks like, it looks, it's an ad that's trying to not look like an ad. It's trying to look like a, you know, it came out of an actual, uh, you know, report. And uh, it included a photo from the Dreamboat Annie cover shoot. And the caption read, Hearts, Wilson sisters confess. It was only our first time. Uh, just after this ad appeared, a Detroit radio promoter asked Ann Wilson where her lover was in an interview. Uh, and he was referring to her sister and implying that, um, well, not really implying. I just think he was being a jerk, yeah. over-the-top male douchebag mm. and being like, oh, there's two hot girls. They're probably doing it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even know. Why would you even? Anyway, um, so Anne is outraged and leaves the interview and goes to her her hotel room and just starts writing. And she relays the incident to her sister, Nancy, and Nancy gets furious as well. And uh, they join up in the hotel room and get together on the song that becomes Barracuda. which gives you a lot of insight into the song. Once you know this story, the lyrics to the song kind of all fall in place. Um, but the song became Barracuda, which peaked on the charts at number 11 and remains one of the band's signature songs. Upon its release, uh, Barracuda became Hart's second top 20 in the United States, peaking at number 11 on the Billboard Hot 100. And in 2009, it was named the 34th best hard rock song of all time by VH1. So there you go. That is kind of the becoming of the story behind Barracuda. It is not about uh, Barracuda the fish. <laughs> Has nothing to do with Barracuda the fish. But this is the Great Song Podcast, so naturally we did a little research into the Barracuda the fish itself. The Take Barracuda it. is a large species of fish <laughs> found in the warmer coastal regions of the world's oceans. There are more than 20 different species of Barracuda that range in size from less than 50 centimeters to nearly two meters in length. And they're known for their aggressiveness. Uh, they have uh, a similar elongated appearance with kind of a pointy head. They kind of look like a long, um, 
kind of eelish in appearance and they're they're kind of shiny and they have a pointed head and powerful jaws with rows of sharp fang-like teeth used for eating larger prey and uh so they have a kind of aggressive behavior um they can swim 25 miles an hour that's pretty fast that's pretty fast that's michael phelps <clears throat> that is that's Did it you eat s- your heart out michael yeah, phelps yeah. let a barracuda eat your heart out huh. michael phelps um so yeah often when a predator attacks a school the school will perform a confusing tornado, preventing any one barracuda being fixed upon as prey in the eyes of the predator. So Teamwork makes the dream work. Teamwork makes the dream work, man. And so speaking of not being preyed upon by predators, Hart went and wrote this song mm-hmm. as a big go shove it to this reporter and kind of to their old record label sure. and sort of all this. Uh, I saw a quote that it was, was, it was attributed to, I don't know if it was their manager or what, but it kind of he kind of said you know the song's basically about music business bs mm-hmm. like you know they like a reporter would not have said that to Brian Wilson, sure. the Wilson boys sure. from Beach, the Beach Boys, you know, or I mean? Led Zeppelin, or like, yeah, like, <laughs> whoa, where's your lover? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? They, they, they just wouldn't have, sure. but because it was because it was a guy asking a girl. He just felt like, oh yeah, this will be fine for me to ask. Like, and he would go, oh, what? I was just joking, bro. You know what I mean? It was just, mm. just trying to, you know, whatever. But it, why would you even know? Um, and if man, if that happened today, like, it would be, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Totally like, different world. Yeah, it would be completely different. And not that it was okay then, but I'm just saying, like, I don't even think. Surely we didn't try to get away with that. Now, can you imagine, like, seeing on TMZ? You know what I'm saying? Like, sure. Taylor Swift gets off the thing, and the TMZ guy instead of saying. Oh, what do you think about Kanye's latest comments? He goes, "Hey, where's your lover? You know, name some other girl. Yeah, your your literal sister. Like, I'm implying incest mm. and that you're gay and that you know whatever. Like, just no, wouldn't fly now. Well, I'll give you facts about the heart since Rob <laughs> gave you facts about Barracuda. Okay. The heart beats over a hundred thousand times a day. 100,000 times a day. The fairy fly has the smallest heart of any living creature, and they say that laughing is one of the best things for your heart. Well. So there you go. Thank God you have the Great Song Podcast Tune to listen in to. Tune the Great Song Podcast for your heart. We're giving you facts and the laughter. Facts. And, f- and, and musicology. Stuff about Deion Sanders. <laughs> we got it all here, man. Got it all. Um, what do you like about this song, Rob? Oh man! Give me some things that you like about this. Song. Okay, I love. First of all, I love the guitar tone. Sure, it's it. It's nothing crazy unique. The chunkiness but of it's it, it's just so chunky, and it's kind of an old school sound. It's it's really just a big loud amp. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Pro, it just sounds like he's just an overdriven amp. Sure, you know, and it's just big i love the groove which is like we said the same mm-hmm. same kind of groove from immigrant song by led zeppelin that sure um i love her vocal effects i'm a reverb delay. delay i think the delay is perfectly set off yeah. i like it it's nice and warm it is and it's, it's throughout the whole song yeah like, it's not modern selective. production you'll hear you know we'd have some so- some sounds that would be most of, the, most of it would be normal. And then we'd go up for a big high note. The chorus no, would be no. yeah, echoing. And you'd have delay in yep. certain spots. But uh, hers, just it's got some delay in there in the mix. And if you listen through headphones, you hear it a little bit more than when you hear sure. it just on the radio or whatever. Um, but yeah, and her, I mean, her voice is just amazing. I love the lyric. I love the lyric to the, the chorus about um, if the real thing don't do the trick, you better make up something quick. That's just a good, such a good line. And then knowing the story to it then makes that make a lot more sure. sense. Like it was a cool line before, but once you know, you know, the, the story behind the song, the, the whole lyric kind of falls in place, uh, about, um, you know, back over time when we were all trying for free, met up with porpoise and me, no right, no wrong. You're, you're selling a song, a name whisper game. Anyway, this whole thing about you just, you just kind of feel the seediness of all this backroom music business, you know, whatever. And probably the fact that they're also, um, you know, sort of pioneering this, um, you know, along with some others, but the, the women's rock Mm -hmm. sort of revolution, um, you know, in, in what was largely a boy's world at the time and probably still is. Um, and the melody's kind of uncomfortable. It's not like a, a pretty melody. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's off. It's, well, it's, it, it's kind of thing. It's the kind of thing because of the chords you would expect to be in a minor uh-huh. key, but the melody on the verse 
is major, major as the day in law. Oh, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Like, it's so major. Hey! Hey! <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I think another thing that makes it a little bit uncomfortable is that there are meter changes here and there, kind of for no reason in the mm-hmm. song, but they're very cool. Let's play, let me play a little bit of the verse and let's check out some of these meter changes. There's a little bit of 5 4 going on, that kind of thing. Let's take a listen. That kind of thing. Um, there's uh, and then there's spots of uh, three, four later on in the song, and that kind of thing. And they're just kind of, kind of there for no reason. But it makes well the done, m- Mike Derosier. Well done, Mike Derosier. No relation to J.P. Mosier. Uh, why don't we take a second and learn a little bit about the people who made this record? Sure. Let's, let's meet, meet the, the band. band. Hey, let's meet the band. It's time to meet the band. Hey, mama, let's meet the band. Let's all meet the band. Let's meet the band of Heart from the Little Queen album and on the Barracuda song. Um, and Dustin Wilson, who we talked about earlier, uh, lead vocalist and flute on this album. Her name sounds like a couple's Facebook page. And uh, like, uh, like, you know, Ann and Dustin are married and they, uh, they want they do a joint Facebook page. Sure. Like, oh, I got a friend request from Ann Dustin Wilson. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, from 1970 to 79, she was in a relationship with Mike Fisher, who was the band manager, not the guy on the Preds, not that Mike Fisher. Um, while the sister, Nancy, was involved with his brother, Roger Fisher, who we'll talk about later, played guitar in the band. Um, in the 70s, she was bullied for being overweight, so she starved herself with diet pills, and in the 80s, she gained a lot of it back, and most of the record producers and video shots were seen at, like, side angles um, of her, so... Boys world. Man. Boys you, world. Dude. Screw you, bullies. Screw you, boys. Screw you... Internet commenters, man, just just be nice. Just forget all of you. Just be nice. Just, just be, be a nice. person, man. Goodness gracious. Jeez, don't don't do this to such a fantastic voice. Sure. Hey, I want. I just made a Karen Carpenter connection. Yeah, because that's kind of similar. Yeah. Right? I just I just thought of that right now. Um, probably one of my favorite Ann Wilson moments, and I'm going to lose some major rock star points on this. Is Uh-oh. I love Almost Paradise from the movie Footloose. Almost I love that song. Yeah. So that's her and Mike Reno um, from the band Loverboy. I never knew that. Dude, yes. I nev- I've never even thought to ask who sang that song. It's just kind of always been it's there. there. It's there. Yeah. That's Ann Wilson. And that's, wow. that's one of my Ann Wilson moments. That's that's good stuff right there. That's so funny. Yeah. Um, sister, Nancy Lamoureux Wilson on guitar, ranked the eighth greatest woman guitar player by Rolling Stone. Eighth. Do you have the rest of that list? I don't have the... Their list, but I made my list. Okay. Do you have a list of... Go, go ahead. I'll roll off some of mine that I like. My number one is Orianthe. I really like her. Okay, yep. Played with uh, Michael Jackson. Well, was going to be the guitarist on the last Michael Jackson tour. Yep. Um, played with... Have you heard Highly Strung with her and Steve Vai? No. good. Mm-mm. Play a little riff. Just You can play okay. the intro riff, just so y'all can know the style of music we're talking about with Orianthe. Rocket Orianthe, she's so good. So that kind of style. Um, I like her. Jennifer Batten, who was Michael Jackson's longtime guitar player. Very okay. similar style. Is she the one with the big hair? Big like hair. Big old hair? Big, huge hair. Yep. Anybody that can pull off an Eddie Van Halen solo sure. note for note, like I always loved watching her sure. play Beat It. Yes. Uh, anybody who can pull that off, that's fantastic. Do yourself a favor and watch her with Michael Jackson live. She's a great stage presence, great guitar player. Uh, Bonnie Raitt, she's got to make my list. True. She's awesome. So good. Uh, Lita Ford, probably the most notable metal guitar player yeah. for a girl. She actually dated Tommy Omi. I didn't know if you knew that. Oh, really? Yeah. From Black Sabbath? From Black Sabbath. Okay. Uh, and two that won't make anybody's list, but that I really like, uh, there's a girl named Laurie Basilio that is fantastic. Um, she does instrumental stuff. It's really pretty. Um, she's I love her tone. Um, Christian Girl really does really good instrumental versions of songs so check her out laurie basilio and recently discovered uh just recently a girl named joanna connor i went to the memphis and may blue uh bill street music festival Mm -hmm. and went to the blues tent and spent about an hour listening to joanna connor and she is awesome so slide guitar player blues guitar player so very cool check her out if you get a chance so that's my 
that's my list. I don't. Yeah. There's probably the real eighth list, but that's that's my guy. Anybody that you yeah, like? Or? Uh, I just think of uh, like a Khaki King. Yeah, he does the cool, really yeah. amazing uh, acoustic kind of August Rush sign. style. Yeah, she did the she did the August Rush soundtrack. Uh, there's a few, yeah, a few others like uh, Joan Jett. Is, Joan Jett. Yeah, you don't think like Guitar Wizard, but definitely a presence. Yeah, and you know, sure. female led rock and well, roll. And kind of the other end of that thing that I wouldn't consider like a guitar master, but Joni Mitchell is a really yes. good guitar player. Absolutely, for, like acoustic style. Yeah, and, and then she went electric too. But and you find you find a lot more female guitar players in that sort of genre sure. in the more folk, even country. You know, sort of genre more so than a shredder. Yeah, exactly. There's just there's just not many, as many shredder. You know, females sure. for whatever reason. Same. I, I just it's probably something to do with the patriarchy. I don't know exactly what it is, but you know. Um. Yeah. I her style is kind of flamenco meets metal. Is what somebody said, and when they talk about Nancy Wilson, I thought that hmm. was pretty neat. That's true. There's a little, and that sort of brings some of the. Some of the more Renaissance fair elements in it. You know, I mean, she's got oh, there we definitely go. some of that yeah. nylon string, uh-huh. you know, classical or slash mandolin, like, mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff. Um, first public performance, I thought this was pretty cool. Her first public performance was at a church on Youth Day on Mother's Day. <laughs> her and her sis, Anne, played three songs a Peter, Paul, and Mary song, an Elvis song, and a Doors song, and over half of the church walked out. Oh, no. Yeah. Have you ever played a church service where people, there's been a mass exodus or <clears throat> people have walked out? I don't think, think so. Not like. I can't think of anything like that extreme, but we did have this group at my church whenever the youth would play is they would bring headphones and put them on during worship. Like wow. to com- And it wasn't like so to like tone the, down the volume. So it was like, like to mute the volume wow like, so like youth band does like a sunday yeah, or whatever it's, it's youth sunday and Come there's, here. A, there's a group of people who Ooh. literally bring yeah. headphones to church on carl boroff i love wow. you r.i.p uncle carl's chicken but <laughs> hated us oh. oh man he couldn't he did have a really good theme song on the radio carl boroff really uncle carl's chicken it's a country fried chicken oh no oh it's good stuff oh no uncle carl's is the best chicken yet it's the country's chicken that you can get and it's not just finger licking it's got all the fancy that's fixings. a long single come I mean, on long... down yeah single yeah i know <laughs> find it on itunes yeah it's hot fire and there's like in the in the middle of all that snapping and, and there's uh, somebody in the back Honestly. that's just going bark, bark, bark. <laughs> that's doing it and it's made you get some country fried chicken wow honestly that kind of sounds like our theme song to the intro hey let's the meet the band oh my goodness you know, you know what i mean like the yeah. turn up the radio yeah, and, that's uh, right with the finger snapping oh it is maybe we can add a bark 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 we're inspired by uncle carl's chicken thanks uncle carl yeah from the wow Anywho. um he's uh, not not uncle carl from uh family, family matters, matters right? no okay. no it's right. not, not uh carl winslow carl winslow <clears throat> okay how many characters from family matters can you name Oh, just the two, I think. I think Circle, I've forgotten everybody else's. Laura, yeah. Eddie. Oh, Laura. Yes, yes, yes. Eddie. Okay. Yeah, I, if I'd thought of it. She started rolling them. Grandma. Judy. I don't know. Oh. I think. Maybe yeah. it was the She sister. was the sister. Yeah. I think so. Who they kind of just wrote out of the show at some point, right? She just dis- didn't so. she disappear between seasons or something? Just, yeah, just kind of vanished. I and I don't remember. remember the aunt's name. No. Mm-mm. She had a pretty good Not presence. Aunt Viv. No. No. Wrong show. Yeah. Okay. Um, that, uh. I going back. I almost, almost for today, just for today, and as a joke, did a like trap remix of our theme song that was like a trap beat, you know, whatever, and like, and just had us going turn up, and like every just now and then ah. thing, just like turn up, turn up, and then that might have got like, a mass exodus. Read it. Yes, <laughs> we probably would have done it. Yeah, uh, I do have a great. Just when there, sh- I have a great example of when there should have been a max ex- mass exodus okay. from church service due to music. Uh, when we wanted to have a mass exodus, my uh, my pastor, there was a okay, there was a, there was a group called Anointed back Absolutely. in the nineties. They did under un- the influence under the influence of love, and they did some very cool for the sake of the call, uh, not the Stephen not Curtis the Stephen Curtis Chapman, the other yeah. one, um, and uh, they you know they're a very cool African American group, two two girls and a guy, and. Um, and the guy ended up at our church just randomly. He, they were doing a show in town, and he and he came to our church that morning. And uh, the pastor kind of connected with him, you know, whatever. So, a couple months down the line, uh, <laughs> a couple months down the line, the pastor gets a phone call. Uh, I'm so happy that I'm getting to tell the story on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> he gets a call uh, from 
from this from the from anointed and they they said we're going to be in town we've got a free date open we're going to be around can we come to your church on that sunday morning he's like absolutely bring it on so he's like guys he's telling us i was on staff he's like uh, no actually this is before i was on staff i think um he's he's like guys uh, anointed is going to be here this sunday you know make sure you bring bring a friend and whatever it's going to be great so be here early help us to set up so we get there and uh and the bus pulls up and like all these white people start getting off and he's like, wait, why is everybody white? What's happening? You know, th- these must be like the setup crew, you know, they're here to like just get everything set. And then, then the other cats will be along later. Um, but they put up this, po- this big poster and all that's on it is like v- white people. And, <laughs> and the group name is Eddie Lee and anointed. Uh, and it is not at all. It's like a Southern gospel. Like, <laughs> world worlds away and they did eddie lee and anointed if you're out there listening i'm sorry but you were terrible oh no you were so bad like i you know god bless what you're trying to do but you had the worst songs they literally did they literally did a i kid you not they did a southern gospel double time version of i believe i can fly which is the single no the second worst thing i've ever heard in church from a from a group, the other one was one of their other songs that I won't even get into because it's like horrible. this is for all you anointed fans <clears throat> out there. It was so uh. bad. They had a song that was like, you remember that song that Conway Twitty song that was like, uh, "Hello, darling, nice it's to me." See you. Yeah, it, man. it's been a long time. Yes. You're just uh, okay. As so lovely. they they had a song that was l- like uh-huh. that. But it was a guy calling his sister to tell her that their mom had passed away. Stop. I don't even remember what the point of the Hello, song sister. was. Literally, it started off, hey, sis, it's me. Mama's dead. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. no. Oh, no. Barracuda. Sorry, Barracuda. Somebody, yeah. I wish I'd have had a Barracuda because I would have thrown it. On the I would have filled the room with water so that it could swim at them. 25 oh, miles maybe. an hour. There should have been a mass exodus because uh, that was the worst thing I've ever heard in church. One, uh, yeah, one other Nancy Wilson fact. She married Cameron Crowe. Yeah. Who uh, most notably probably for Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Jerry Maguire, almost famous. Almost famous. Dude, that's Let's the talk Cameron. about it. Let's talk about, oh, we bought a zoo. She did. What? <laughs> he he did directed direct, we bought a zoo? He did. Mm, yeah. Well, all right. We, we all have our Can't misses. win them all. That's right. But she also did the music for yes, Almost Famous. did the score for Almost all Famous. The, uh, and the, the original songs by the, by the fictional band sure. Stillwater. And she taught them how based, to have stage presence. Like oh, did she? she? Her, and Peter Frampton, her and Peter Frampton. They got together with the sessions like, this is how to look cool on stage. That's awesome. Like, and how to sell it that you're actually musicians and playing on stage. Well, they did a great job because it's a fantastic, fantastic. Great movie. Fantastic movie. Good songs. Great movie. Uh, if you haven't seen Almost Famous, it's a Go sort of. Go watch it. It's a, it's a sort of biographical account of Cameron Crowe's time chronicling the Allman Brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, very cool movie. Just very good. Like lots of feels yes. in that movie. So yeah. many feels. That's a, good, that's a good phrasing on it. Yeah. yeah. It's fantastic. Kate Hudson. Mm-hmm. Good, good, good movie. Yeah. Good. Um, guitar. Other guitar player. Yeah. Roger Fisher. Talk about him. Um, I'm a fan. Aside from dating Nancy, uh, he left Hart in 1980 and formed the band Alias. Have you heard them? I bet you have. Play a little, just a quick second, maybe even the chorus of More Than Words Can Say. I bet you'll know this song. Let's check it out. I need you now. Whoa. Yes. Yeah. That is Roger Fisher and Alias. Oh, I had, it's just one of those songs you hear on the, you hear on the radio as a kid growing up. And then you just never think about who it's by. Yeah, it's it, just existed since the beginning of time. It's and on, you yep. heard it at the, at the roller skating rink, and it's the one that gets put in the middle of the set on the radio, and they don't say, you know, that was yes. by Alias. Yeah, it just yeah, it's yeah. it's sandwiched in between two, you it's know, true. and they follow it up with something that you'll know. Yeah, so you never find out who that is. But I bring that up that song for a couple of reasons because I think that's. It's, he formed this band in the 80s, and if you look at interviews and stuff, it's the 80s heart is completely different than the 70s heart. Mm-hmm. And I saw some really good – I read some just lengthy interviews with him about would heart have gone in the direction it ended up if he would have stayed really? in heart. And I think this is so similar 
to kind of the style that they went in the 80s with these dreams and alone. And it's like maybe a little bit rockier version, but in a roundabout way, I wonder if they would have kept going kind of the way they went anyway. Interesting. Well, there's, you know, there's actually a term for the kind of stuff that they put out in the 80s called album-oriented rock. Okay. Uh, And so here's a little bit on album-oriented rock. Album-oriented rock, abbreviated AOR, is an American FM radio format focusing on album tracks by rock artists. AOR evolved from progressive rock radio in the mid-70s using research and formal programming to create an album rock format with greater commercial appeal. So basically... They would take an artist. I think a great example of this is uh, somebody like Genesis. Sure. Um, they've got some stuff on their album that is not super accessible. Mm-hmm. They've got some stuff that's like, here's a nine minute long, yeah. you know, story about, you know, building the railroads. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's progressive and it's weird and it's strange. But also, we've got this, you know, we've got this song on there, Invisible Touch. And, you know, we think the kids three to four minutes and it's going to be perfect. Yes. Yep. And so the, and so they would take these, these, uh, you know, songs on, on albums that were less accessible, that were either progressive rock or just weird, or they just didn't think were super mainstream sounding the whole album, but they would pick a couple tracks on the album that they thought, oh, maybe people like this and put it out as a single and radio stations would play it. And that was, that's, um, kind of describes uh, what, what you had from heart in the eighties with the, the songs like these dreams. Uh, and uh, um, alone, uh, yes, alone. Sorry, uh, stuff like that. It's this, and it's a lot of time. Most of the time, I think what you hear as examples of album-oriented rock are ballads. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, it's it's a rock band, uh, even a heavy rock band that brings it down for ballads. We've talked before about extreme bands that, yeah, extreme. you don't. The songs that you know by them aren't necessarily really representative of who they are. A lot of those examples, extreme. Uh, Mr. Mr. Big, Big, stuff like that is because what you know from them is album oriented rock. That's good. Otherwise you wouldn't have heard them on the radio, but they tried to slip something in to get some notoriety out there, helps them sell some albums, helps them sell some and, concerts, some yeah. tours. Like you want to go Absolutely. hear the hit. Yeah. You go hear the hit and then you go, what the crap was the rest of that? Wow. Yeah. Didn't know. Just no idea. So uh, that's kind of what Hart ended up doing uh, in the eighties. Pretty neat. Um, other good, the keys player on here is a guy named Howard Lease. Uh, played with the Paul Rogers Band and Bad Company. Huh. Um, he was big in the origination of PRS guitars. Like really? He's, a, he's big in the in getting that kick started. Um, bass, a guy named Steve Fawson. I'm going to put him together with the drummer. Steve Fawson okay. on bass and Mike DeRozier on drums. And I'm tying them together because they've done nothing since Heart. Oh. Like, and most of the time, you know, if you're a, you can find some sort of side project or do anything. Until recently, and this is what they did. They're in a tribute band called Heart by Heart. Whoa. Not a cover band or whatever, but a tribute band. Yeah. And that raised a question to me. Can original members of a band be in their own tribute band? I wonder, do you, did you happen to know or look up if the rest of the members of that band are former members of Heart? And that's why it's called Heart by Heart. It's just the, these two are the only members okay. of So any the only heart, ones who are heart. actual, okay. Yeah, they're, they're only any Heart Okay. Participation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's just the bass player and the drummer gotcha. from this era, yeah. from your early 70s heart. Interesting, yeah. So that's, and they're like, we wanted to bring back what heart, well, anyway, <laughs> it's, I don't see how you can A, do that without the Wilsons. Yeah. And, but I guess if that's your gig, Steve Fawson and Mike DeRozier, that's what you do. I mean, I guess yeah. you're in a heart band. They're just out there reliving the glory days, yeah. you know? Like, I mean, why not? I guess. It's cool. If you haven't done anything since, if like, you know, if like, when heart died, my heart died. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to come back and you know what? I just really miss it, man. Let's just... I just want to play. Yeah. Like, I just, just want to get out I just want to play those songs some more. Yeah. I miss it. That's right. That's well, awesome. Heck yeah. Uh, so one of these kinda... days, one of these days, I'm going to, I'm going to start a tribute band for early nineties Christian worship and it's going to be terrible. Oh, but, well, but I'll be, be there. Like, yeah. I'm in there. We'll do Lord, I lift your name on high. Heck yeah. Like eight times and it, all the early passion stuff. Yeah. All the early passion stuff. Early, like, Paul Balash uh-huh. and we'll Brownsville. Sh- shout to the Throw- Lord. Oh, man. We'll do it all. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. Come nobody, worship with us. Nobody will come. Mom, Dad, thanks so much <laughs> for the support. Yeah, I'll be there. Um, so that's Meet the Band of Heart. Outstanding. I feel like we really got to know them. Yeah. I feel like we know the, know the, the Wilson sisters pretty well. Um, okay, you got any other thoughts on this album or... or Rock females. Let's go back to, or, yeah, let's go back to the female-led bands. I okay. kind of like that. Did you have... Absolutely. Um, so bands with 
killer female lead vocalists or definitely throw some ears out there. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go with notable female-led rock bands. These aren't necessarily bands that I like, just sure. bands that are you know. Okay, okay. So Blondie. Okay. Uh, Eurythmics. I'm a big. I'm a fan. I of put Eurythmics, Eurythmics down on my list too. Slash Annie, Annie Lennox. Annie Lennox. She can yeah. go. She can go. Did you know it's Sweet Dreams Are Made of This? I thought it was yes. Sweet Dreams Are Made of These. No, it should be. Goodness gracious! It should be. And like it's, but yes, it's just a weird mispronunciation to try to make it rhyme. It's just, just, just say these. Say these. It doesn't change the phrasing. Yeah, I mean, it it's doesn't, cool. Yeah, much better. Yeah. Yes. But you know how similar that riff is to "I wear my sunglasses at night." Oh, as soon as you said "I," I went, "Oh my gosh!" It's like I wear my sunglasses at night. Yeah, that's so funny. Play both riffs. Okay, hold on. See if you can, listener. See if you know which one we're playing first. Okay, that's number one. That's number one. Wow. I have never thought about that before. There's your gift. Wow. Those of you out there. Man, I and I I would I keep a running list of songs that production wise are complete ripoffs of other songs. Um, we just but, added one to the we'll, list. I, we'll talk about them sometime, but songs songs like that that are like how did you get away with that? Two big hits. Yeah. So similar. Wow. Sim- similar era. Yeah. Jeez Louise. Anyway, so your rhythmics, Annie Lennox. Your, yeah. Uh, we'll go alternating fashion then. I'll okay. Throw yeah, some. yeah. Uh, no Doubt, Gwen Stefani. Yes. Good uh, one. I, I really like the Tragic Kingdom album. Uh, I'm going to go with Evanescence. I had them on my list too. I still remember where I was the first time I heard Evanescence. We may have talked about this on we the podcast. We did. Pod- we talked know, about it before. Okay. I know we've talked about it in person. I couldn't remember. Yeah, we talked about it on the podcast. Um, Pretenders, Chrissy yes. Hind. Chrissy Hind. I did not. When I was younger, appreciate the Pretenders at all. Anytime I heard "I'll Stand by You" on the radio, which is really the only song of theirs I knew, I turned it off. Really, I, I like could it. not stand I like it. it. I like it now, sure, and I like some of their other stuff that I've heard now. But at the time, I hated her voice and I hated that song. Anybody else out there discover "I'll Stand by You" on Dawson's Creek? If so, it's Ooh. okay. Oh, is that why it got played yes. every ten seconds on yes. my radio? Because it was. Oh man, it's all right. It was a rough time. <laughs> um, your turn. Uh, let's go with Paramore. Okay. Yeah, Haley uh, Williams. Uh, maybe. No. Yeah, yeah. You know some Paramore. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I don't okay, know okay, her yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know. Uh, Cranberries. Cranberries. R.I.P. Dolores Man, O'Riordan. Good stuff. Recently deceased. Linger or Zombie. Zombie all day. Really? Oh, all day. Okay. Yes. Uh, zo- I played Zombie in the first band I was ever in. Eighth grade. Uh, first gig I ever played was an eighth grade dance. We didn't have a vocalist. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I got a good follow up to that. Go, go, no, go. No, keep going. We, we played Zombie. We played When I Come Around by Green Day. We played Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana. And we played Funk 49 by the James Gang. That's With no vocalist. Awesome. And uh, it was amazing. And we thought we were rock stars. This is a great story. Oh, my gosh. Crystal Blanks, I hope you're out there listening somewhere. Because I don't think I've ever gotten to tell you this in person. But our guitarist, his name was Justin. Uh, <laughs> we were playing. Oh, my gosh. This is great. I'm going to try and paint this picture for you. We're playing Smells Like Teen Spirit, which, first of all, I have no idea why. I was not a fan of that song. I don't know why we played it. Uh, it was probably one of the other guy's ideas. But so we're playing it. And on the verse, the guitar part is just going. Right. Sure. It's second string, first uh-huh. string, two notes, you know, on an F chord. Right. Uh-huh. Okay. So. Um, our friend Justin and we would all swap instruments like between songs it would be like I'm playing guitar on this song I'll play bass on the next song drums on the next sure. we just all swapped out no vocalists we're playing sure. these songs with no vocalists and people are like where's your singer I'm like oh he's sick like, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway I don't know how we got away with this but uh, uh, anyway so we're playing we're playing this song right and the way we're set up we're set up kind of in a corner in the cafeteria and there's a set of stairs that goes up to the level of like I don't even know what was up there. Maybe supplies, an office. I have no idea now, now that I think about it. But there's a set of stairs, and we're kind of back here right up against these stairs. And so our friend, Ju- my friend Justin is playing, <laughs> playing guitar. Uh, he's going to kill me if he ever hears this because I'm writing him out. Um, and, and he looks up because people are, like, on the stairs, you know, they're watching and stuff, right? And my friend Crystal is uh, at, the, at the top of the stairs, and she's a good-looking girl, right? And she's looking down at Justin, and he... <laughs> He looks up, and this good-looking girl is looking at him, and he literally plays the riff backwards. 
and like stops, freezes for a second, has to reset because he looks up and 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 gets like frozen by by that this hot awesome. girl looking at him. And so instead of literally like you th- this that like you had one job, you know what I'm saying? Just it's play two notes. Bow, now. <laughs> And poor guy. It could have been any of us, sure. but it just happened to be Justin that day. He, we get. Okay, follow I, up. I played a similar dance. I was in ninth or tenth grade. It was ninth or tenth grade. We played a Valentine's dance, and we also did not have. We had you know our core band, but we didn't have. It was basically our praise and worship band from church played a dance, and yeah. so you know you had your. But they didn't come to the dance, so we had people come up and sing songs. And we really wanted to do "Hard to Say I'm Sorry" the Chicago song, yeah. just because we, we just the we love the song. That's what the teenagers love. Sure, yeah. not really, but we did. Yeah, and we're like, we don't know anybody that'll sing this. So my our drummer, he's like, my dad'll sing it. Yeah. So we brought up his dad at a dance and okay. sang "Hard to Say I'm Sorry," and it was awesome. This is crazy. You and I haven't talked about this, but we've talked before about JPs and my weird synergy that were sure. sort of identical opposites in a lot of ways. Yeah. My dad played bass with us on funk. 49 Shut we up. brought my dad dude, in so and he cool. played bass on funk 49 that's awesome dude we just had a moment we are amazing that's great and we i love know, our dad and i know crystal blanks because she dated my roommate in college whoa yeah pimp daddy patty matt patty yes yeah there you go wow that's crazy worlds Small are world. colliding worlds colliding oh my gosh okay um, we gotta rein this thing in you yeah. got anything else uh not worthy. The only two things I had were famous sister bands, okay. Dick, Dixie Chicks and the Wilson Phillips. No, there you go. There you go. Okay. Also, not the same Wilsons. So no, many musical Wilsons. Wilsons. So many musical Wilsons. Did you just Dennis the Menace? No, you know, I didn't do a Mr. Wilson, but it kind of turned into Wilson from Castaway with the Tom oh. Hanks. Oh, yeah. Awful yeah, yeah. movie. Don't okay. watch it. It's terrible. What is? What am I thinking? Oh, I was thinking Fred Flintstone. Wilma. That's, that's okay. yes, honestly. Okay. <laughs> Okay, but so many musical Wilsons. Yeah. What up with that? Yeah. Is it like a, I wonder if there's like a central Wilson family somewhere that this all sprang out of, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That was like in olden days before. At the Renaissance before, Fair. At the Renaissance Fair. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. All the. Lord the, Wilson. Ye old Wilsons, mm-hmm. O-L-D-E. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's where all this sprang from way, way back in, in the old days. Um Okay. Thanks for hanging out with us, guys. I think this has maybe been, of all our episodes, probably the least having to do with the The actual song. song. Like, we've talked about the song probably the least percentage-wise ever. I think maybe we're just happy to see each other. It's good to catch Uh, up, man. I don't know. Hadouken. Thank you guys for coming along. This has been a very interesting episode of the Great Song Podcast. Thanks for listening wherever you are. If you see something, say something. Stole that line from Brian Campbell. Thank you so much. Uh, Give it a listen on iTunes. Subscribe, like, give those comments and and five-star reviews. We really appreciate it. Helps us to get seen and heard by more people around the globe. Uh, We'll see you next time on the Great Song Podcast. I'm Rob. I'm J.P. Dalsam Mosier. Go listen to some music.